What will become of Dawn and Betty? What's gonna happen to Pete and Peggy? For Kate, it's a history. For Ashley, a mystery. It's time to hear Mad Women. Yay! Hey! Hi! Hello! <laughs> Hi, Kate! Hi, Ashley. How are you? I am hanging in. Girl, hard same. <laughs> we are both in a really good mental space today. 100%. Our lives are just smooth sailing. Uh-huh. Nothing is possibly wrong yeah. or upsetting. I mean, the cool thing is, is like, you're fully vaccinated. Yes. I'm like three days away yeah. from it. The sun is out. Yes. The wind is blowing. It is a beautiful it's day. beautiful. We are both gorgeous women. <laughs> In I've the got, prime of our lives. We're amazing. I've got green eyeshadow on. And you know what? We feel great. <laughs> as we should. And yes. that's... And that's it. All that matters. That's right. This is Mad Women. <laughs> we are your hosts. I'm a Madman fan. And Ashley is a baby Madman fan. I'm a Madman fan. It's really weird when you call it Madman. Man... <laughs> I wasn't like, really figuring out why it sounded right. so bad. I was like, what's wrong with my mouth? It's because I said it wrong. Hey. Mad Men. Mad Men fan. That's hard. You were following my lead. That's true. And we were like almost at a Mandela effect thing <laughs> where I feel like if I had held on, I could have convinced you <laughs> that the show is called Mad Men. But That's I'm, true. I'm just too honest. I, you know what I was doing? I was just yes anding you, Kate. You I were. Was, I was told I had your back. I was living in your reality. And that's why I feel so comfortable. Uh, just like being your scene partner, as we are here on Mad Women. Last week, I think we did everything perfectly correct, except oh, for so. like in minute one when I said that Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, was right. on the dating game. That was Rodney Alcala. But. A different serial I mean, killer. Now, I yeah. still want to know everything that I can about that. Yeah. And as I texted you, there's a full-ass podcast series about it. <laughs> there is, I know. And you're welcome to listen I, to it. I will. Listen, I'm catching up on my... Uh, I mm-hmm. don't... I am I regret to inform you, I don't have time. <laughs> Girl, there's no availability. You were the one <laughs> looking to find out more about Rodney Alcala. <laughs> Don't be putting that on me. I'm not. I'm putting that yeah. on my favorite murder. Yeah. I'm just politely declining their invitation. <laughs> that's not even on my favorite murder podcast, but that's oh, okay. irrelevant. Right. Unregardless. <laughs> Other than that, we were perfect. We were spot on. As perfect as we are right now today in Indeed. this moment. Absolutely. <laughs> I, in response to our last episode, mm-hmm. I was out and about last weekend, and I saw something that I had to get. And so what I got, that? I picked up a little something. This is for, a surprise. It's for me? It's for you. Oh, you just gave yeah. me a bag. Oh, my uh-huh. goodness. Oh, there's a little book in it. Yeah. What? Okay, it got stuck. What is this? Listener, <laughs> it is a Jason Momoa coloring book. A coloring uh-huh. book of fantasies with an epic dreamboat is yeah. the um, <laughs> the caption. Crush yeah. and color. Oh wow, Oh my gosh, this yeah. is amazing. I figured if you oh. were going to start a Jason Momoa objectification podcast, <laughs> this would be like step one. <laughs> 
to really getting into. Wow. Oh my gosh. We need to, um, we need to throw some of these pictures up on the pod. I'll okay. color, I'll color them. Oh my gosh. And then they'll go up in our stories. Absolutely. Oh, look at him here in bed on his Ooh. side looking at me. Oh, staring dreamily goodness. with the sun shining behind him. He looks so angry. <laughs> Why is that not anger. So angry? That's not anger, Catherine. That's passion. Oh, yeah. That's just pa- that's all. That's, that's just passion. Aqua pa- that's passion. De Here poisson. he is building me a she shed. Oh, he's got his hair up so it doesn't Isn't get caught. He's got a, a now you'll fun. notice I did not gift you any coloring pencils <laughs> or that's crayons. Okay. Because you have small children. I was gonna, I'm well, assuming you have a supply. I have small children, and also I'm, <laughs> I have many a cache yes. of those things just for my own coloring that and crafts. Here he is. Here he is showing his muscles in, a, in an arm wrestling contest. Now, is he wrestling you? Because like the point of view is his the, opponent. The point of view, right? So the point of view looks like it's me, but what's really happening yeah. is I'm just standing behind his opponent, mm. trying to undermine yeah. them. Maybe I'm tickling their opponent's, yeah. opponent's armpit. While also empowering Jason. Mantua. Exactly. Like look at the intensity in his eyes. He's yeah. looking at me. Oh yeah. He's not looking at his opponent. No. Why? Why He's should he? Looking at me for strength and power. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow, well, this is amazing. I'm so glad. Here he is with a pelican. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we've all been waiting wow. for, is Jason Momoa with a pelican. This is, I, thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you so much. This is the best gift I've gotten in a very long time. <laughs> Suck it, everyone else in Ashley's life. <laughs> all right, are we ready for... Ashley predicted. Ashley predicted that in this episode, Don would be full out living in his office Mm. with an Ikea closet situation with suits. Mm. It would be a mess. He'd be unshaven, untucked, eating garbage and drunk. (laughs) He'd be walking around saying, what do you want? Fuck you. (laughs) And other assorted grumblings. Right, right. Cooper will try to calm Don down, but Don still doesn't want to go home. Benny, Betty has embraced her inner bad bitch. She's now dressing like Midge in okay. bohemian robes. Okay. And not time appropriate bras. Okay. Sally and Bobby watch her around the house. She's doing like with their eyes following. Right, right. Her. She's doing yoga and she's also polishing guns. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wrote cigarette burned toast yes, while yes. cooking chestnuts yes. what, what is that the, the, that was a <laughs> that was a reference to 16 candles where she's yeah. smoking but not really smoking burned to ash burned to, yeah the yes. cigarette the whole cigarette is just ash and yes. it's about to fall and she's making something with chestnuts and calling it japanese i did find that <laughs> clip from 16 candles did you yes it's when you're listening to this, dear listener, it's already on our Instagram. Oh. Or at least a still from it. It's okay. Fine. Oh, yeah. And chestnuts wrapped in lard called Japanese food. Right. Isn't right. that what they were? Wow. Which, there was lard in this episode. Was there? When we see it in the freezer or the whatever. Is that what we saw? We did see okay, it. Okay. All right. Look at I'm nailing yeah. it. Uh, Peggy is starting to realize that she has a baby maker. <laughs> she remembers, like, oh, right, periods. And she's just re- rediscovering her body as a woman. Right. There would be 
at least 19 blue clothing items on anyone with power. Okay. I'm afraid I did not keep track of that. I didn't notice that, that well, no. We'll never know. And the lingo was dig it, man. Mm, we didn't get that. No. But that's okay. That's okay. I'm not... I nailed it so hard yeah. that one time yeah. that I'm not going to be mad at myself. You shouldn't be. I'll, I'm a little bit mad at myself. But no more than I always am, just <laughs> in life. So that's fine. All right. Let's see... What really happens <gasps> yes. in Season 2, Episode 9, yes. Six-Month Leave. Mm-hmm. So, synopsis. Freddie Rumson disappoints his team before a pitch when his alcoholism comes to a head. Don defends Freddie and exacts revenge on Jimmy Barrett. Oh, damn. And Betty finds a welcome distraction in manipulating her horse-riding friend, Sarah Beth. So, we're going to just talk about Betty Oh, right. At Let's first. jump into Betty. Oh, good old Betty Kins. Yeah, she's kind of doing her own thing uh, during this ep. She wakes up. We see her alone in their bedroom. Mm-hmm. And we can hear that Carla is taking over some of her duties. Yes, Carla is taking the kids to school. and Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. she's a hot-ass mess. Yes. Her hair is a mess. Yes. She's wearing the same, like, nightgown that we've seen her in a hundred times now. Mm-hmm. This same white one. Mm-hmm. And she goes to the top of the stairs and watches Carla take the kids to school. Yeah. And then just goes back to bed. Yeah. She doesn't even, like, say goodbye. Nope. And Sally is telling Carla, Coco's a nice name. Yes. Is that worth... How old is Coco the gorilla? Is that that, co- is that, that one? Oh. Who um, else would be called Coco? I don't know. I don't know. I don't imagine... I didn't... When I heard her say that, I didn't think she was referring to an actual person that we were meant to know as much as, like, Mm -hmm. maybe the dog next door or Mm -hmm. a little girl in her class or something. I would just be curious to know what else she was babbling. Okay. But that's, I have, that's my only theory is that it's a gorilla. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Coco the gorilla was not born mm. until July 14th, 1971. Okay. So. So it's still pretty old. Coco the gorilla? Yeah. yeah. I, think, I mean, well, she's he's, dead now. Yeah, R.I.P. Pour one out for Coco. Pour one out for Coco. But I was also like, boy, I hope she wasn't born in, like, 1985. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a young baby, so yeah. everything's old to me. Yeah. So later, we see that Betty's gotten out of bed, and she's just, like, doing really menial tasks. Well, and they don't seem to make sense. Yeah. Like, she... Here's what was very confusing to me. Uh-huh. She's boiling water in a kettle. Yeah. And then she pours the boiling water into a bowl. Yeah. And then she puts the bowl in a freezer. Yeah. I don't understand. She's defrosting the freezer. Is that how that works? Yeah. Oh! Yeah. You can see where she puts it in. If you look at the space that she puts it in, it's like really caked with ice. It was really caked with ice. Yeah. And so so she had taken everything out and she's opening the doors and letting it drip. And why she put a A towel towel down. Now listen, yeah. why do you know so much about 1962? <laughs> because <laughs> <freezers> worked. <laughs> in 1998, that's what my mom was doing to our freezer. Really? Oh yeah. I've never had to do that to a freezer. Well, you had freezers that didn't, that weren't garbage. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it was, it's a pretty regular thing. Okay. I, I 100%, now that you say that, I'm yeah. like, well, obviously, that's yeah. of course what she was doing. And yes, yeah. of course, that's a thing that people had to do. Mm-hmm. But watching it, I was yeah. like... Bitch, you crazy. Oh. <laughs> you just doing shit that don't make no kind of sense. Okay, well, that's on you. <laughs> it is. I'm totally owning that yeah, that's but just me. That is cute. And, like, how would you Google, right. like, what is happening here? 
I need an old soul yeah. like you, uh-huh. Catherine. Yes. To explain to me That's defrosting me. a freezer. I know how to keep your icebox healthy. <laughs> Full stop. Um, and then she's like cutting out just lining to put in a drawer, yeah. which is truly paper. the most boring thing one yes. could do. Yes. And later we see she's done with work for the day. <laughs> and so she's in a house dress. She's drinking wine. She plays the radio and the radio is talking about Marilyn Monroe's death. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's how she found out? I think that's how she found it out. It seemed like it. So, yeah. I mean, we'll get to it, but obviously everybody else in this episode is, is reeling mm-hmm. from Marilyn Monroe's death, and they're reading about it in the paper yeah. um, and all this. And Betty hasn't interacted with the world yet yeah. today. This is her first time interacting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the look on her face when she hears... And they don't even say, like, breaking news, Marilyn Monroe died. Yeah. It's like a story that is mm-hmm. kind of after the fact, where they're yeah. just talking about it. And, and her in the past tense. Exactly. Which is telling. Yeah. Right. And she, and yeah, Betty looks very confused mm-hmm. and like, the fuck? And then yeah. just changes it to music. Yeah. She's like, I can't even deal with this right now. Right. And then she's reading Catherine Ann Porter's Ship of Fools, mm-hmm. which I looked up and it was the number one selling American novel of 1962 about a tale, it's a tale of a group of disparate characters sailing from Mexico to Europe aboard a German passenger ship. In pre like pre World War Two Europe, mm. and Wikipedia says the theme of the novel is the passengers unveiling withdrawal from a life of disappointment, seeking a kind of utopia, and without knowing what to do next, setting out for a long voyage to pre World War Two Europe, a world of prejudice, racism, and evil. Oh, which seems a little you know thematically mm. on point for yeah. this episode because she's doesn't know what to do next. Yeah but wants to leave her life of disappointment into a kind of utopia, yeah. whatever that might be. And I think Roger does, too. Yes. For sure. Yes. Freddie Rumson doesn't know what to do next. Yes. They're all yeah. aboard a ship of fools. Mm-hmm. So, apparently this was not a very exciting book, because then she's sleeping face down on the couch. Yes, just completely prone <laughs> on yeah. the couch. It's very strange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not a very ladylike way of napping. It's not. Betty. And, and also, like, I mean, she's wearing a goddamn moo moo. Mm-hmm. Her hair was in a ponytail. Yeah. She is a mess. Yeah. She's a mess. Yeah. She's just not working too hard. No. And her friend Sarah Beth comes. Oh, but here's something r- really oh. funny and interesting. In the scene. Yeah. So the doorbell rings. Uh huh. And she gets up from the couch, and she puts on heels. Does she? I didn't notice she that. She put, like, the, uh, at the foot of the couch are these fancy, like, cream or silver heels. Huh. And at first, like, are those fucking heels? Yeah. But then I listened when she walks to the door, you hear the, like, click, clack, click, clack of her wearing, like, these fancy-ass heels. That's amazing. Isn't that so interesting? Why do you think she put them on? I don't know. I mean, I think <laughs> they were just, Either they were just there at the end of the couch, or she's a fucking mess. For the same reason True. she's freezing a bowl of yes. boiling water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was very interesting, though, mm-hmm. because she's like, oh, he's yeah. coming, I need to put on shoes. Yeah. In her muumuu. Yeah, I guess bare feet might have some significance. I don't... That's weird. Thank you for catching that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I wrote Smiley Horse Friend Arrives. Yes. And it took me a while to figure out who this person uh-huh. was. Did you... Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize that it was the same woman she's been riding with. Yeah. Until much later. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't until she's, they started talking about Arthur later in the scene. Yeah. So, 
so there's some event that night that Betty is like saying that she's too sick to attend and Sarah Beth is borrowing a dress Mm -hmm. from her to wear to it and she says that Betty not coming ruins things and one thing that Sarah Beth says when Betty offers her long white gloves Mm -hmm. is that she can't wear long gloves after Gypsy and I was very interested in that do you know what that's in reference to? No. So I missed that line. Gypsy Rose Lee was like a burlesque dancer. Okay. I guess you could call it that. And there was a musical made about right. her Right, I know the musical, yeah. Gypsy. And so... I didn't know that was about a real person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so it was really confusing. Because, okay. So in the musical, mm-hmm. I think her gimmick is that she, like, takes off her gloves very, very slowly and seductively. Mm. So I looked up... Gypsy long gloves, and uh-huh. there's this YouTube clip of I guess Gyp- the, like, the real Gypsy Rose Lee had a TV show, and she like demonstrates taking off her gloves, and like everyone's hooting and hollering oh. in the. But she's like an older woman at this point. She's okay. like sitting in a recliner or whatever, and sure. and takes those off, and everyone's like, oh my god! And in the background, they're playing "You Gotta Have a Gimmick," the song from Gypsy. On this sh- and it's very confusing. That is confusing. <laughs> That's very strange and very interesting. Yeah. But I'm guessing, like, that put those gloves in a particular... Mm, gave them a right. connotation. Right. Yeah. Right. So that was fun. Musical Gypsy's a lot of fun. I'd say there's some great music in it. I've never yeah. seen it, but I know some of the songs. I really fell in... I got, like, a used CD of the Tyne Daily version, and I listened to it a billion times mm-hmm. and then I saw like a local production mm. and all of it like I had looked up what happened yeah but then when it all makes sense yeah. yeah and all of the songs are so like they're all like black comic they're almost like they're you know everything's coming up roses right. sounds so positive right. but like in the context of the musical it's right. so much darker right and it makes it even better so nice well now I want to watch it yeah you know Maybe a controversial opinion, but I think Gypsy's a good music. <laughs> Don't come yeah. at us, Broadway head. It actually is probably a controversial opinion that I really like the Ty Daly version. <laughs> but I don't care. Um, so anyway, uh, Sarah Beth is bitching about dresses and she says, This is youthful. It doesn't matter. I'm invisible. Raymond's sweet about it, but he's so easy to please. And so she's yeah. like upset that no one looks at her. She's ups- she's upset that nobody looks at her. She's upset that her life is too easy. Yeah. Because then she says, uh, Dr. Weinberg gave uh-huh. me my diagnosis. He says I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Right. And and then she talks about their horse friend, Arthur. And she says she had a dream about Arthur. Mm. And Betty is like so uninterested yes. in this whole conversation. And at one point she just says, it's a switch you can flip off and on, on and off, you know. What do you think she was referring to? I have to? no idea. I yeah. also was like, well, what is a switch you can flip on and off? Yeah. Being happy? I'm Being one... attracted? Maybe. Like, attraction to men or something like that? I don't know. Or flirty? Maybe. Or 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 is it interest? Like, yeah. the doctor says I'm bored. Yeah. Well, it's a switch you can flip on and off. Like, mm-hmm. just don't be bored. I don't know. I don't that, know what it means. All of those things sound like things that... Peggy's mother, or uh, <laughs> Betty's mother might have taught her. Right. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, Cherubeth says that Dawn's perfect, so she don't have to worry about these things. Yeah. And it looked like to me, Betty, for a brief second, wanted to, like, confide. It did. Yeah. Yeah, for a hot minute, she was going to be like, well, actually. <laughs> um, but instead, she just kind of kicks her out. Yeah. And presumably returns to the glass of wine that she had left on her yes. bed's couchside table. Yes. yes. So I think the next scene with Betty is kind of fun. When she's in, I don't know, it just starts off, she's trying to pry open that desk drawer. It's not that fun. It's not, well, is that the, that's not the next one. So the next that's one the is next when one. Don comes home with, <gasps> with the kids. Don came home with the kids. Yes, the next time we see Betty. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's all right. It's okay. Thank it's okay. you. This is the first time we see Don and Betty together. This yeah. Whole, the first and only. Right. This whole ep. Uh-huh. And he comes home with the kids. Mm-hmm. And Sally is asking Betty if she's feeling better. Yeah. Now, is this the same day? It's not the same day. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Because I... it starts on Monday. Mm-hmm. The episode starts on Monday. And some of this uh, Betty, like, falling apart is happening on Monday. Mm-hmm. But this is now Wednesday. Yeah. That makes sense. Because the reason Don has to go see them is because Jane told Sally that she would be he would be there on Wednesday. Right. Right. That... That so, Sally had called the office yeah. asking when Daddy would be back from his business yeah. trip. So what are what are you asking? <laughs> if that's the same day as the horse friend coming over? Yeah. I'm just confused mm. about like all these scenes that we're seeing of yeah. Betty falling apart. Like, yeah. is she wearing this same house coat hmm. at nighty day over day? Like, yeah. are these scenes where we are seeing her falling mm-hmm. apart? Was that all the same day? I don't know. Or is it like we're seeing Monday and Tuesday, part uh-huh. of Wednesday? Yeah. And now it's Wednesday night and she's dressed again? Honey. So I'm just not sure. I wish I knew the answer. Okay. It's all right. But I am equally confused about it. And I can't get over the fact that Don calls Sally Salamander. I know. That's really cute. It's very cute. He's very sweet with her. He is. It's very, very sweet to see their relationship. He... She's upset that he's about to leave again because he just mm-hmm. came back. Yeah. And he's saying, it'll go by like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it won't be that long, Salamander. Yeah. Aww. And it's like sweet. It's also a sweet daddy-daughter moment because it's not, that's not a girly nickname. Right. And I, I don't know. That just stands out a little right. bit sometimes. Right. <laughs> and, and then when the kids go up, that's when Don tells Betty, hey, <laughs> Sally called the right. office. And he's kind of pressuring Be- Betty like, we need to figure something out. And he's right. using the kids' uncertainty as, right. like, the reason. Right. But clearly he's also trying to figure out uh, what she wants and how, like, if I can make this up to you, tell me how to make this up to you. Yeah. But if we need, if we're not going to, tell me now. Like, right. So. Well, and he says, you know, we have to tell them something. Mm-hmm. And Betty says, like, what? And, like, immediately yeah. he's like, well, I can tell them that I got this job in Philly mm-hmm. and I'm there every week, but I could come home on the on the weekends. And she's like, did you just come up with that? Yeah. Like, Jesus. Yeah. Because that was when, when they were having their argument when she was accusing him of cheating on her. Like, all of his answers were just so quick. Yep. And it's so suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> to not even have to think. Right. What did he say? He, he he told Betty, like, I'm not going to try to talk you into something you don't want to do. Yes. He said, if your mind's made up, I'm not going to talk you into it. And yeah. she says, I thought you could talk anyone into anything. Yeah. Good night. So she is not 
ready to argue in like good faith like they are not negotiating she is still clearly 100 percent pissed well and he's still being a dick yes he hasn't relented yeah. he hasn't softened he hasn't yeah. shown any kind of remorse mm-hmm. or apology or understanding mm-hmm. or that this is in any way a hardship for him yeah he's just like am i coming home or not i can yeah. take it or leave it what do you want me to do right which he kind of says later <clears throat> it's been a relief <laughs> yeah not uh that she has kind of found out even if he still won't admit it. Yeah. So yeah, it's not that he deserves her to act any differently. Right. But she is not relenting right. at all. Right. So then. Then we get to the scene. We get to the like. scene. I don't know. I I just it's so I like to see Betty in these places where you don't normally see her, mm. like when she was in his closet. Right. So she's in his office at the desk with like a letter opener trying to pry open a desk drawer right that's locked Mm -hmm. so i mean my guess is when she went rifling through his drawers last time she couldn't get into this one yeah and now she's like there's something here there is proof Mm -hmm. i'm gonna find it and he can't be a dick to me anymore because i'm gonna be like here you go buddy yeah and it's in this locked drawer right i found all the stuff that you didn't mind me finding what are the things that you're hiding from me right so carla comes in and she thinks that it's Bobby uh, right. who's making a mess. And then she's like, oh, uh, sorry, lady. Um, and she <laughs> says she's going to take the kids outside. And you can tell Carla's, like, worried mm-hmm. for Betty. Right. And even, and she opens up for the first, this is, like, the first time we really hear Carla say anything about herself. And she says, I've been married for almost 20 years, you know. And Betty does not like that. No. She says, I really don't want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And Carla's like, oh, shit, I overstepped. Sorry, yeah. my bad, I'll leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when Betty's like, no, I'm yeah. sorry. I just haven't slept. Right, which is true, but also not exactly the whole story. Right, right. And and Carla advised her, do you know what helps? I wrote smash cold water on your face. <laughs> I'm guessing splash, splash. cold water on your mm-hmm. face and go outside. You'll notice things are right where you left them. Hmm. What does that mean? Uh, I think maybe like if you're a depressed person who is in your home, in your own little cloud of mm. evil thoughts, mm-hmm. but then you like go outside and you're around other people mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, life is still going on. Right. And maybe that's... That could be. Yeah, that could a, be. I mean, I don't think it's necess- it's just, you know, some some someone who's spent a life taking care of other people, right. the wisdom she has to share. Right. So then we see Betty cleaned up a bit. She's outside, she's at the stables. Right. Well Sarah Beth said, I want you mm-hmm. I you should come riding with us again. Yeah. So clearly she hasn't been at the stables. Right. This is her first time back since kicking mm-hmm. gone out. Yeah. And she sees Arthur, and this is probably the first time they've seen each other since that Memorial Day, mm-hmm. where he was put off by seeing her kids, mm-hmm. and the first thing he asks about is her children, right. so he's clearly on her mind, his mind. And then they start, she brings up Sarah Beth, and he, she tells him, I think you make her feel better, and she talks about you a lot, and then like sets up a lunch for the three of them. Right. Well, he's talking to her, he's mm-hmm. talking to Sarah Beth when Betty sees him. He's at Sarah Beth's car. That is her. I think so. Yeah, the okay. redhead. Yeah, I wasn't actually sure. But then, but then yeah, because... Because he asks... Betty asks him if he's seen her. Yeah. And I just... it. I kind of thought that at first. Maybe that was Tara, though. 
No, because Tara's blonde. Uh, Tara's young and blonde. Well, then and who this the woman hell was, was talking a redhead. I don't know, but maybe it was a different older lady. Hmm. But I was like. Maybe he's just this, a gigolo. That's what I'm saying. Like, this motherfucker is just waiting around these scenes <laughs> for these married-ass ladies. I mean... I wrote, he's a piece of work. He's clearly <laughs> catnip to these ladies, yes. though, so... Yes, he's I looking for a I can't imagine why, but... Mm. He's not that cute. He's smiley and tall. <laughs> that's, what, that's what women want. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. So, we see the lunch with Sarah Beth and his author, Arthur comes up but Peggy's Betty's not there no. Peggy's also not Peggy there. is also not neither mm-hmm. Peggy nor Betty are at this lunch that is a fact yes I, it's easier to name the people who were at the lunch yeah. I realize that now yeah but it's not as fun no so Don's it's, not there listen, I could say Kate and Ashley are at this table right now yeah. but it's more fun uh-huh. to say not podcasting is Barack Obama that um, might not be true though <laughs> He's not at this table oh, right yes, now. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, the Dalai Lama is not at this table right exactly. now. Exactly. Oprah Winfrey. No. God, where do you think all those people are? I don't... They're at their own table podcasting a that. different podcast. Oh, <laughs> that podcast sounds inspirational. Oh. It probably does. It's not as dirty as ours. No. What if it was, though? Do you think anybody at that podcast would gift to another a Jason Momoa coloring book? And if not, I don't want to be at their table. Honestly, I could see the Dalai Lama giving that to Barry. Yeah, I could see that too. <laughs> <laughs> With a and little... then Oprah saying, this is a good thing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Get out of my home. <laughs> mm. um. So Sarah Beth and Arthur exclusively are at this table. It's a flirt fest. It's a flirt fest. Sarah Beth didn't even know he was coming. No. But uh, it just, it's gotten infinitely more fun mm. to have him there. Mm-hmm. And then we see Betty, it goes directly to her at home. She's got both of her kids making cookies. Carla's vacuuming. She is not even close to being dressed. And she ta- she looks at her watch, mm-hmm. takes the phone off the receiver. Yep. <laughs> and that is like, I'm not even considering going, and I don't want to hear it. Um, excuse me, cat. Did did he just jump on the back of um, you? He's, he's got himself stuck on my shirt. There we go. That's really, that's the last we see of Betty. Yeah. What do you, what do you think of her little adventure there? I'm for it. Yeah. I'm here for it. She is still owning that strumpet trumpet. Okay. I mean, she's kind of a mess. Okay. But she's not taking anybody's guff. All right. But she's also setting up this married friend with an engaged friend. Hey, man. And not, like, what do you think are her motivations for doing that? I think... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) I think she's just trying to be a little shit starter. Okay. And honestly, I'm here for it. Okay. (laughs) So it's not like you're, (laughs) like, yes, put loved, loving people together. It's just like, yeah, drama. Listen, if if Sarah Beth is Uh going to be having a little flirt fest yeah and arthur is going to clearly be willing mm-hmm. to betray his fiance mm-hmm. she's like better y'all than me let me get some entertainment out of this at least yeah i'm here for it All right. it's not it's not the most ethical thing to do but i'm not mad about it i mean it feels like lashing out i mean when she is she's not responsible for what they do they're clearly they have a friendship 
It's incredible. Have you not, have you like, are you channeling Betty in the way that she would defend herself? <laughs> With like the little devil on your shoulder? <laughs> uh, maybe. I think you might be. Well, but now listen. Now listen. I think it's fine. Okay. I like it. You like Get it. Get it, Betty. You think that it's a good moral stance. I didn't say that. You try- All right. I didn't say it was good or moral. Okay. I just said I liked it. Because you, you just you're a messy bitch and you love drama. I, yeah, I love I love the drama. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Then you'll we'll enjoy seeing how that plays I out. I am excited. Yes, I've already got predictions. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's Betty. Mm-hmm. And everyone else just overlaps so much that we'll just we'll talk just... about everything else now. Yeah. Which... Let's do it chronologically. And just like Betty had woken up alone in her room. Don wakes up coughing in a messy hotel room. Always waking up coughing. Always coughing. Always coughing. I have to think that that is some sort of nod to all the smoking. Almost certainly. Because when you breathe at night, <laughs> like you do, <laughs> you know those nights when you breathe yeah. while you're asleep? Yeah. Your mouth gets really, really dry. Right. And well, and your mouth gets dry, but also everything in your lungs settles yeah. because of gravity, right? And so you wake mm-hmm. up and you gotta cough all that shit out. Yeah. So I, I, I'm perfectly, I mean, if someone, we're good, dare graduated millennials. Yes. We don't know how smoking works. Uh-uh. I know a couple of my, at least three of my listeners know how smoking works. <laughs> so, you know, let's confirm things. Mm. So he picks up his shoes in the newspaper from outside his door and the headline is MM accident or suicide. Yes. And I didn't even look it up, but Marilyn Monroe committed suicide in, or she died. Yes. In August of 1962. So we can talk about this in the next scene where it comes up. However, they talk yeah. about this whole thing. Uh huh. Is so I discovered today. Let me say that I discovered okay. today that Amazon. I already told you, but now I'm telling our dear listeners. Oh. That when you're watching the show on the Amazon mm-hmm. app and you pause, sometimes it gives you little tidbits of information like a vh1 pop-up video yeah or a genius pop-up while you're listening to a spotify song yes exactly like that and this one gave me a goof (gasps) so mad men had a goof what they do all right now in the next scene we'll see that they walk through the office and all the secretaries are crying yeah um and it's a monday Mm -hmm. it says goofs revealing a mistake as the pool of secretaries react to the death of Marilyn Monroe, which happened the day before, mm. Jane tells Draper that Sally called the office last night asking about him. Last night would have been Sunday, August, Sunday, the 5th of August, when the office was closed. Because uh, if she had died the night before, so she died on Sunday, August 5th. Uh-huh. So if she died the night before, yeah. Sally couldn't have called the night before because the office was closed. So that was the goof. Yeah. All right. But that's when Marilyn Monroe died. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Yeah, that... Is definitely an issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the goof that they told yeah. me. Well, thank you. You're welcome. IMDb yeah. and Amazon. Because <laughs> I, I love a good goof. Uh, listen, that's an oopsie-daisy yeah. that we didn't even do. What do you know about Marilyn Monroe's death? What is your impression of it? Um, I don't know a lot. Mm-hmm. I know that it was pills. Yeah. And she was alone. Yeah. And uh, that's about it. And she died in the nude. Uh, Did she? That's in the song Candle in the Wind. Oh. 
Although, I will tell you most yeah. about what I know of Marilyn Monroe uh-huh. <laughs> comes from this show called fuck what was it called I always mm, what was it called hang on I'm gonna find it Smash mm. the show Smash that's okay. what it's called so the show Smash was about Broadway actors and actresses yeah trying to create a new Broadway show a new yeah. Broadway Smash okay and the show that they write uh-huh. the show that's about to be put up is called Bombshell. Okay. And it's about the life of Marilyn Monroe. Ah. So there are all these songs and, uh-huh. and like a whole Joe DiMaggio, like baseball number. The yeah. Mu- like this show, Bombshell, yeah. people desperately want to be a real musical. Yeah. <laughs> like the music is so good. The uh-huh. storyline is so good. Like there was a petition like, yeah. make Bombshell <laughs> fucking real. We yeah. need this. And so because of the show Smash. Yeah. And also the fake show, Bombshell, within Um, the show Smash. uh um, I learned most of what I know about Marilyn Monroe from that. Yes. I mean, that's a great way to learn stuff. Yes. Most of what I learned about Marilyn Monroe is from the Joyce Carol Oates novel Blonde, Mm. which is a fictionalized, like, kind of biography of Mm -hmm. her. It's it's an incredible read. It's one of those, it's one of the few books, like, in my adult life that I, like, could not put down mm. until I finished. Yeah. And it's very sympathetic to Marilyn Monroe. It, like, made me feel like I knew her, mm-hmm. like, as a human. Mm-hmm. And it implies, at the very end, mm-hmm. that she was killed by the Kennedys, which is an exciting yeah. theory. Yeah, that's also implied in Bombshell. Is it? Yeah. Maybe that's part of, I don't know, maybe that's part of where they get their sort of storytelling. Because it's also, the the, mm-hmm. the fake musical yeah. Bombshell is very sympathetic yeah. to Marilyn Monroe as well. Yeah. And the, yeah, that, I, I do know that that's a theory, mm-hmm. that the Kennedys yeah. had her killed. And, like, that book, like, just convinced me. I know yeah. it's fiction, but I'm like, you know what? I think, I think they There's probably did it. There's possibility there. Yeah. hmm So, mm-hmm. anyway, Marilyn Monroe. We see Peggy and Don uh, get into the elevator with the black olive, uh, elevator operator, who I thought Don called Hoss. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Hollis. Hollis. <laughs> I was like, what a... Wild thing to call the elevator operator. I love it. Hollis actually brings up Marilyn. And just to point out here, we have two black actors actually speaking in this episode. Who's the other one? Carla. <gasps> right, 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 right. Yes. And, and like later, they also mention uh, another, like a different firm hires a black copywriter. Right. So I feel like it's it's like... That can't be by accident. Right. <laughs> that they just happen to start giving black people speaking roles. Right. And I wonder how much of it's like, all right, now we're going to start creeping into this world where right. uh, there's a lot of racial tension in the 60s. And right. this is how we'll start introducing more characters and interactions between people of different races. Mm-hmm. So just an interesting thing to see. So Hollis brings up Marilyn and Peggy just says it's very upsetting. And Don's like, I can't say I'm surprised. Burr, burr, burr. Mm-hmm. And Hollis says that some people just hide in plain sight. And I can't... I keep thinking about Joe DiMaggio. Right. And my Mad Men Carousel article by Zad Sol- Matt Solar-Slice points out that this is the first time we'll see the... Hollis has to think of it from, like, the point of view of a guy. Mm. Like, in throughout the episode, we will see women identifying with Marilyn herself right. as a human. The way Bombshell does and the way Joyce Carol Oates does. Yeah. But the men haven't moved past seeing her as just an object. Right. A pretty face who had everything. Right. And wasn't really real. Right. 
which is kind of the way they might treat their wives. Right. So Don and like Peggy tells Don, you know, thank goodness we didn't run that Marilyn uh, the Playtex, Playtex yes. campaign because we'd have to ruin everything. And she and he like kind of looks at her like, that's exactly how I would have thought. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, Don's admiration for Peggy is part of this episode. Yes. All the women are crying. <laughs> Every secretary. Every single one. Mm-hmm. And including Jane. And Don asks her if she needs to go home. And she but, says, no, of course yeah. not. And then we see the boys are happily <laughs> sitting around the conference room. It's Sal, Paul, Harry, and Ken. And Don comes in and they're talking about the blood drive. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's a competition between the departments at the yeah, firm. Yeah, right. And they're like, all right. This guy's creative. No, this guy's accounts. Or I'm claiming him for the movie, no, no, the TV department. Right. And Don tells them, find out who wants to be a copywriter for the day. Dollar a head. <laughs> yeah, he says, go get every lackey and intern and find out who wants to be a copywriter for the day. Yeah. <laughs> and Sal says, you'd be making that much money in the art department. A dollar mm-hmm. a head. <laughs> and Paul says, do I get the dollar or the person giving yeah. blood? <laughs> and Don's like, this is for mankind, Kinsey. <laughs> it's for the person giving blood. Uh, and then Ken keeps, he's like real salty mm-hmm. because accounts is screwed and like everyone's a wimp in accounts. Right, right. And he's like, what's the prize? And Don says, helping another human being. Plus there'll be women, fa- women fainting. I thought you'd like that. <laughs> and then Harry has booked a New York Times photographer to like... So this is clearly, I think it's not just a Sterling Cooper contest. I think it's like a New York thing. Yeah. Because they mention other firms also participating. Oh. And if if your participation is 100%, you get put up in the Times. Yeah. So, I mean, it can't just be that all of the TV department, all three of them, had 100% participation. Yeah. Uh, So I think it's the whole firm. And Mm -hmm. I think it's a more like New York... Or even yeah. like advertising firm based mm-hmm. competition. Yeah. The way here, Michigan State and the University of Michigan will have blood drives where they're competing against each other. Really? And you get a t shirt that says, What color do you bleed? <laughs> <laughs> Which I have one of. I love it. It's I've great. never given blood. No. Here's why. Tell me. I have terrible terrible veins okay so my veins are very very tiny i mean look at that you cannot see a single vein in my mm. bone, right they're really tiny terrible they're terrible and they roll mm. mm-hmm. so they're they're like deep in there yeah they're tiny they mm-hmm. roll i have yeah. terrible veins whenever i have to like give blood for mm-hmm. like blood work yeah or get like an iv for medication mm-hmm. they have to go a lot of times into my hand ouch or like not in the crook of my elbow but yeah. a little bit higher up i have like one Mm-hmm. 10% decent yeah. vein. Yeah. So I've been told by numerous nurses, uh-huh. like, there's no way we could get a needle yeah. the size that we need yeah. into your veins. Mm-hmm. Because in order to get enough blood out of you, it has to be a certain size needle. Yeah. And my, my veins just can't do it. All right. Well, so I've got A plus blood. I'll... It's real good. <laughs> I'm A plus, yeah. but you ain't getting it. It's uh, not for you. All right. I will cancel our podcast-wide blood drive. 
those and other people can come to our blood drive. Ooh, you want to be a mad woman for the day? You want to be a mad woman for the day? There you go. I'll give them each a dollar. Okay. I'm going to say a penny ahead. Wow. I'll give them a pe- Inflation, Catherine. I don't think that's how it works. No, you're right. I got it wrong. Okay, hang on. I, I was confused about how inflation works. I mean, you are our resident inflation reporter. So I kind of need better from you, Ashley. <laughs> Sorry, my mistake, my mistake. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I started volunteering at the blood drives when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I turned 17, I started giving blood. Okay. And I never stopped. I'm just bleeding constantly. I know it. And like a year ago, the local Red Cross seems to mostly only do platelets. And so I've been doing mm-hmm. platelets a lot. Mm-hmm. And th- that, you sit there for two hours and watch TV, but you can't move your arms. Yikes. Or anything else. And that's but, like they take the blood out, but also put it back in, yeah. right? Ooh. Yeah. They do, because they, that's why they need your arms, is because they out one and the other. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that kind of makes me want to barf a little bit. Oh, well. Okay. I won't take any selfies, because I can't use my arms. There you go. So you're safe. What if you have an itch? What if you sneeze? You just gotta... What if you pee? Deal with it. Two hours? Yeah. What if you get thirsty? You can, you can say, excuse me, <laughs> I would like a drink. Or sometimes they'll put a Tums in your mouth because the calcium counteracts something in the solution that they put in the blood when they put it back in your arm. And so... Otherwise you get queasy? You start vibrating. What? 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 Yeah, like your face or different parts of your body, you'll feel a vibration. And what? That's like a precursor to like passing out or vomiting. Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh-huh. It's great. I have never, of all the times that I have vomited, I have never vibrated first. Yeah, it's real weird. And it's, at first, the first couple times what I was like... you mean you vibrate? Like your actual, like you, you just feel, feel like you're shaking or you're actually shaking? I mean, it's very subtle. I don't actually know. Okay. I know that they'll tell you, because I remember I thought the first time, like, it must be the machine is doing something, <gasps> but they'll tell you, the machine doesn't do that. It's you. That's crazy. And, if you, and they want you to tell them because they don't want it to go on so far that you pass out or vomit. But they say, like, you know, if you if you eat enough and drink enough water, it's fine. I've I've never I've never had an issue. I've I've been able to finish without actually feeling uh, sick. Okay, so now let's say mm-hmm. let's say you're doing this whole process. Dear listener, thanks for listening into Platelets Pod. <laughs> uh, We'll we'll get back to our regular programming <laughs> shortly, but just support your local Red Cross. <laughs> yes. Go on. Give blood. Okay. Okay. So you're doing this process. Yes. You start to vibrate. Yes. They don't want it to go on too long. Uh huh. What? What is their protocol? What happens if they're like, oh fuck, you've been vibrating for five minutes. We got to do something. Do they? Do they stop everything? Do they? Mm. I think they rip can adjust. Stuff out of your arms. They can adjust, like, the force with which they're returning the blood to you, I think. They can make some, like, little fiddly adjustments with the machine. Okay. And they can also, like, give you calcium or, like, orange juice or whatever. Okay. So that's those the, so the Tums yes. makes you not vibrate? Yes. That is specifically... Believe me, I don't understand. It sounds like I'm just saying a bunch of random things. No, I believe you 100% (laughs) and I am fascinated. And I will not stop thinking about this for the rest of the day. All right. Well, I mean, I will be doing it again at some point in the future. And I'll try to 
document the process or maybe even ask a question ask or two. a question or two yeah. and then we'll return to platelets platelets pod <laughs> all right thanks folks <laughs> for, this, is this has been platelets pod now back to <laughs> madman season two episode six nope. nine <laughs> episode six nine month leave <laughs> that's what peggy should have hey. done. Hey-oh. I, just one laugh note, laugh note. (laughs) (laughs) We're in great shape right now. We're doing wonderfully. (laughs) So after Harry's talking about booking the New York Times photographer, he asks Don and Betty to go to a concert, and Mm -hmm. Don says, my kid is sick. Yeah. You'll understand what that means soon enough. Yeah. And I felt like Harry, all through this scene, is like getting a little bit cockier. Mm. He is a little bit more. I think he's got an underling that works for him, oh, and he's he's feeling yeah. more like he's the head of a department. Yes, and he's like, I can, you know, I'm not just some accounts dude. I can right invite the big guy to a concert with me and my lady. Right, <laughs> that's how he talks now. Yeah, too. it is how he talks. Mm-hmm. But Don is still uninterested. Yes. So then we see Don going into his office. And Jane comes in to give him a schedule and is wearing this, is it like a linen dress? It looked like linen. I mean, if we're saying this is early August, odds are it's warm, but it's certainly mm-hmm. linen colored. It's that kind yeah. of like beige color. Is is linen something you wouldn't wear in the summertime? No, it's something you would. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. It's something you would wear in the summer because it's very cool. Yeah. Air goes through it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she's got these big old colorful squares Squares. Mm -hmm. up and down them orange and green Mm -hmm. very 70s more than 60s this Mm -hmm. outfit looks to me the silhouette was still 60s but Mm -hmm. the material and the color and that sort of blocking yeah looks way more 70s well which was interesting they're getting there yeah we'll be there soon enough okay so jane asks to sit down because she says she's made a terrible mistake and this is where she tells Don that Sally had called her. Right, and called the office. because like And asked, when would he be back from his business trip because her mom wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Which is the danger of telling your kid right. <laughs> a lie right. uh, without backing it up. Right. And she had told him Wednesday. And so Don said that Mrs. Draper is working on some things. I thought it would be over by now. But he wants to keep it personal. No concerned looks. Yes. And Jane says, Mr. Draper, I hope you've noticed I'm a discreet person. And he says, I don't know you at all, and this is personal, and not for discussion. Yes. He was like, bitch, I don't know you. Yeah. Girl. Why should I trust you for some reason? Hell no. You just told me how you screwed something up. (laughs) Right. 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 But then he does say at the mm -hmm. end, he confides, I'm at the Roosevelt if there's an emergency. Yes. Which sounds fancy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. So Freddie's in his office. He's reading the paper and he's drinking. Pete, Sal, and Peggy come in. And Freddie, once again, takes Marilyn's story and kind of sees it from his own perspective. My oldest just turned 30, mm-hmm. which is, I think, is that that's about how old she was. Not about she died. that. And he, she had a string of bad bows. It's very upsetting. So that, you know, small talk out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Pete is going over, like, the dress rehearsal for their meeting and saying... Oh, the client, this client just had a baby, and Sal says, oh, boy or girl. And Pete says, that's good. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> I loved how, like, um, how focused Pete was yeah. on, like, 
all right, this is the client. These uh-huh. are the people that the clients are. This is what's going on in their lives, and yeah. we need to do this and this. And Sal is just like, oh, that's fun. <laughs> and he's like, yes, very good. That's how yeah. we will address that. Yeah. And I love that. So when everybody comes in, uh-huh. Freddie asks them if they want a drink. And yeah. they're like, nah, nah. And Sal's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And when Freddie hands him the drink, <laughs> it is so full. Yeah. It is a full yeah. glass of scotch. Yeah. Like, it is to the brim. Like 12 ounces of scotch. Yes. And Sal's just looking at it. Yes. Like... What's happening here? Because yes. he is in a mood the whole time. It's Freddie's turn to like give his speech. He's glistening with sweat. Uh-huh. He says his speech just fine. And then he turns around and stands very still. Mm-hmm. And then there's just a little tinkle <laughs> and a little puddle. And a little puddle. Coming out of his left trouser. Yeah. And Pete says, what the hell, Freddie? Yeah. <laughs> and Sal... Loses it. He is laughing his ass off. <laughs> Freddie has just peed his damn pants. And yeah. Sal cannot stop laughing. Peggy is yeah. very concerned. Yes. And practical. Concerned. Yes. Do so you have another pair of trousers? Mm-hmm. And She's very concerned. She goes into the mode that she was in when she was fixing mm-hmm. Bobby, Barrett, yes. and Don. Right. And it, like so like Pete, grossed out, just disgusted. Yes. Sal amused as hell yeah and peggy like actually concerned and freddie sits down and just falls asleep and that's when everyone really gets worried yeah peggy puts on a good face and and sal that like they're trying to figure out should we delay it should we because the clients are here at this point they just arrived from out of town from out of town and they have to go give this pitch they were practicing Mm -hmm. this pitch yeah and now they're here they have to go do it yeah but freddie just passed out in his piss pants (laughs) (laughs) and sal actually suggests peggy you can do it right you think it's going to be better tomorrow (laughs) right which is a really good point right and pete says that someone needs to tell Freddy's girl that it's canceled so he doesn't wander in and it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And Peggy says there's no need for that. And then when they go out to talk to the secretary, Sal, like, can't... Do you think he, like, didn't want to say anything because he would have started laughing again? <laughs> I, I can't tell if it was that mm-hmm. or if it was, like, this feels uncomfortable for me and also, yeah. Peggy, you were these people so you can talk to them easier yeah. than I can. For sure. He's definitely, like, I am not in the mood for this one yeah. way or the other. We don't actually see the meeting, which, by the way, is with Samsonite, right. the luggage company. Right. It's pointing that out because they're a client for a while, Okay. I believe. And we'll just hear more about them in the future. Okay. So Freddie wakes up and he walks out. He's on the couch now. He's no yeah. longer at his desk. So clearly he woke up at mm-hmm. least a bit and mm-hmm. went to the couch. Mm. And then he's got his blazer and his hat yes. just like over his leg. But he's got this squeaky ass shoe. His shoes have that like wet. Oh. You've been walking through a puddle. Yeah. Squeak and ever he's walking out of the yeah. office and everybody is just watching him mm-hmm. leave. Because almost certainly word has started to get yes. around. So they're all looking at him. Poor Freddie. He Poor Freddie. And then we see Joan also lying on a couch mm-hmm. in the dark. And Roger comes in because it's his office. Right. And he says, "Many is the time I've dreamed of finding you like this." And she says, it's 4.30. You're supposed to be in a bar somewhere waiting for Boston Edison. And I really liked her dress. Mm-hmm. I it mean, was beautiful. Of course I liked her dress. <laughs> but it was that purple and it had like little, it wasn't a solid color. Yeah. The way she normally wears yeah. it. It had a little bit it of It had a, a bit of a pattern. Mm-hmm. But it was a jewel tone. Yeah. She loves them jewel tones. Oh, yeah. And they love her. They do love her. And then they get into like a little head-to-head 
because Joan is upset by Marilyn Monroe's death. Right. And, and Roger's a little disappointed in her. Says, yeah, and she says, yes, I'm just another frivolous secretary. And Roger says, that woman was a stranger, Roosevelt. I hated him, but I felt like I knew him. And I feel this is the second time Roosevelt's come up. And I don't know what that means. But the Roosevelt Hotel. Hotel, right. And then this Roosevelt. I'm right. just saying. <laughs> I, You're just putting it out there. Put it out there. Dear listener, you tell us what it means. <laughs> Please. <laughs> if we could just get a listener to, like, be an episode ahead of us and just tell, like, DM. That would be great. What do these things mean? Right. We will send you a free Mad Women t-shirt. Yes, we will. As soon as they exist. We'll send you a strumpet trumpet. We'll send you an, an actual trumpet. Yeah. Made of strumpets. <laughs> Made of crumpets. Made of crumpets. We could have a crumpet We could have trumpet. a crumpet strumpet. Oh, girl, I love that. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. We got a baking project yes, in the works now. Yes, we do. <laughs> so, what's wrong, Ferris? <laughs> Ferris would like a crumpet also. He would like a crumpet strumpet trumpet. <laughs> uh, and Joan kind of chastises Roger. A lot of people felt like they knew her, and you should be sensitive to that. And Roger is trying to figure out, like, you know, once again, from a man's point of view, you're not like her. Um, Physically a little. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she says it's not a joke. This world destroyed her. And, and Roger says, really, she was a movie star who had everything and everybody, and she threw it away because... He's just, she's an object. Right. She's exactly what she presented to the world to make other people money. Like, of course she looks perfect. Right. How could you say the world treated her badly? The world gave her all of this money and all of this attention, and how could that possibly be a bad thing? Yeah. It's undeniably good (laughs) to be famous and rich. Right. And beautiful. And beautiful. Mm. And Joan says, one day you'll lose someone who's important to you. You'll see. It's very painful. Yeah. I think about that line a lot. A friend suggested that it might imply something that has happens later in the series. Oh. But you know what? I'm not I'm not jumping ahead. Alright. It's fine. How dare you? No spoilies. No spoilies. (laughs) So it's another morning. So we definitely at least have two days. Yes, okay. Where Don and Jane come into the office, Don orders coffee at a bear claw, and then finds a Mencken department store bag Mm -hmm. behind his desk. And Jane had bought him some shirts for his rotation. And so, clearly, seeing Mencken on a bag right. means something to Don. Right. And I don't think Jane was around for Rachel, like, at any no. point. So no. she has no idea. I'll also point out, I'm pretty sure Jane is a Jewish character. Her last name is Siegel. Hmm. And so it kind of makes sense she would shop at, at the Jewish yeah. department store. Right. So Don seems to... I wrote, is she a good secretary now? Well, right, I mean, she, she made this mistake with... With Sally of yeah. saying, like, oh, he'll be home Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But she came in and immediately tells him. And yeah. there have been other moments of her looking like a good secretary. Yeah. And yeah. this is, like, another one. And the fact that he confided in her, like, I'm mm-hmm. at the Roosevelt, yeah. if there's an emergency. I do think he's thinking that she's not all yeah. bad. I guess the arc of this episode for Jane, which we'll get to, mm. it, it appears that they are developing this, like, bonded employee-employer relationship, Mm -hmm. and it just gets blown to bits at the end of it. But yeah, you're right. Like, she's proving herself to be a capable secretary. Right. And he asks, because it's the day of the blood drive, he asks her, you're not a fainter, are you? And she says, I don't faint, but I might cry after. (laughs) (laughs) Then it's Freddie (laughs) 
like a little boy and a little puppy visits Peggy yeah. in her office. And they act very sweetly with each other. She is so sweet to him. Yeah. She has this big beaming smile. She mm-hmm. looks genuinely happy to see him. Yeah. Sorry, I got distracted because I thought it might be the puppy the size of a puppy. <laughs> but it's a different, it's just a corgi and that's boring. I mean, corgis are pretty cute. Corgis are cute. Yeah. But they are the size of a corgi. Yeah. And they're not to see a puppy the size of a puppy. Romping. That was that puppy did no yeah. romping. That corgi yeah. just now. If for you need like at least three corgis all like running over each other yes. like snakes. Yes. Yeah. Like that's what makes a corgi. Like when you see those beach meetups of just like 40 corgi owners. <laughs> Have you seen this? <laughs> no. I don't know that I've seen it, like, I've seen at least one okay. Corgi Beach meetup okay. on the internet, not sure, in person. Sure, sure, sure. Well, that's disappointing. And that's, that's fun. I wonder if anyone goes home with someone else's Corgi, because <laughs> that's a lot of little fat dogs running around. It is. So, Freddie tells Peggy, I was thinking about letting you talk anyway. <laughs> yeah. At this meeting. Yeah. Aww. And they're just pretending everything's normal, and they're, the whole time there's a secretary at the Xerox machine yes. who... Kind of gives eyes at right. Peggy. Because clearly leaves. she knows it's yeah. already gone around the office. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's gone around to Roger's office mm-hmm. where Don comes in and he feels a little ambushed, as he says later. He says, I'm usually part of the meeting before the meeting. Right. Because Duck and Pete are there. And Pete is the first to tell Don about Freddie. And he says that Freddie pissed his pants and Roger says, he's not talking about nerves here. He's talking about a wet pair of pants. <laughs> <laughs> And Don giggles. (laughs) And Roger tells him it's conduct unbefitting, which sounds like probably contractual language that he can get kicked out. And Don says, for Freddy? So Pete seems to have convinced everyone that he was the one who took control of the situation. Yes. Even though it feels like all three of them kind of had a hand in it. Yeah. It wasn't, I'd like to say Peggy was actually the one who did it, but all three of them did something. But of course, Pete's going to make it all about him well here he clearly went to duck and then duck went to roger and he went to duck because he knows duck already likes him yeah duck is and he's one of the few people who like him (laughs) one of the few people who likes him and it works out really well for pete because we know that duck is a recovering alcoholic who may or may not have relapsed right we don't really know but they don't seem to know that Mm -hmm. and duck is like super harsh about Freddie and just wants to cut him loose. And they say that Samsonite's actually happy with Peggy, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And They're thrilled with Peggy. Even strong. They just mm-hmm. upped their game. They sure did. Man, Peggy's... Peggy's crushing it. She's, like, shooting off to the moon. She is. So Roger says, we can't even tell Cooper about this. You know his whole thing with germs. <laughs> which explains a little bit the shoes. The shoes, yeah. Because I, I always kind of wonder, because he also has, like, Japanese influence, mm-hmm. and so how much of the shoes was... Yeah. Though, probably the reason people in other cultures take off their shoes is because yeah. it's dirty. So yeah. it goes hand in hand. Don is a little mad because he doesn't want to set a precedent where Duck fires... Because yeah. Duck is head of accounts, Don is head of creative, and Freddie isn't creative. Right. He's a copywriter. So right. it's a little bit messy that Don is the last person to know, right. which he's pissed about. And uh, he doesn't want to throw Freddy away. And He has a lot of loyalty. Yes. We saw it with the Mohawk Airlines, mm-hmm. and we're seeing it here as mm-hmm. well. He doesn't, he does not, well, 
Unless it's a secretary and then he's like, get the fuck up. <laughs> um, but otherwise. Well, I mean, there are different, you owe different things to different types of people. Yes, sure. And Roger even tells him, your loyalty is becoming a liability. Right. Now, he has this loyalty, but I think it would behoove us to look at how is Don relating to Freddy's experience right now? Like, mm. right now, Don is in this place where everything that he holds dear and trusts in at home is in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. And he just, like, made a mistake that right, right. is really not out of his character. Right. <laughs> like, it's just the way he is, and he doesn't right. really understand why now he's being punished for it. Right. And so Freddy... You know, he's been there for a long time. He's a good guy. Everyone likes him. He's mm-hmm. doing just fine. And everyone knows that he's a drunk. But he made a mistake. So I think his loyalty is also, you know, he doesn't want Duck coming in there and clearing out all the people that think like him and are part of his little Right. World. I don't know. Right. But Roger says that the they're going to have dinner with Freddy and cut him loose. Tonight. Tonight. Dinner tonight. And then we get to see some blood drive happening. Yeah, we do. And Sal comes out and he's like, that was nothing. I'm thinking of doing it again. (laughs) (laughs) And then Ken, I think about Ken saying this all the time. Like every time I'm at a blood donation event or Mm. I think about one, Uh I think about Ken saying, like, you should smoke a cigarette. Smoke a cigarette, yeah. And once again, another reason that I want to smoke cigarettes. (laughs) Maybe that would keep you from vibrating while you're giving platelets. Do you think there's got to be some platelet drive outside where they would let me smoke, Mm. right? That's a thing. Mm. It's possibly. It's in 1962. (laughs) Exactly. Right. But he says that uh, it felt, I don't know, it was great. And he he says, I thought I was going to perform a full Freddie Rumson. And Harry, he has this little impression that he does twice. Yes. And it just, he's like, oh, that got a little bit of a laugh. I'm going to yes. do it more. And it's where he shakes his love leg and yells, Jesus. <laughs> Which, he was not in the room. Exactly. He wasn't even there. Yeah. Right. Did Freddy say, yell Jesus? Um, I can't remember. I can't remember either. I can't remember. He definitely, like, shook his leg. I remember, yeah. like, noticing his leg. But I can't remember if he, yeah. if he said Jesus. But I have to imagine that it's Sal or yeah. Pete told everybody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like a full play-by-play. Oh, my gosh. And they Absolutely. Say, they say he's a real whiz in advertising. <laughs> it's awful. Those yeah. boys just stand around making puns. Yeah. They're so goofy. They are so goofy. I, I, couldn't, I could never. I bet you, Sally, I bet you Peggy didn't tell a single soul. Oh, for sure. Like. 100%. Nobody. No. Not even Father Gill. Not not even Father Gill. <laughs> and she tells him everything. <laughs> and Don, his loyalty for Freddy comes up. And he says, Freddy had a bad day. Can't you find something else to do besides dining on the drama of other people's lives like a bunch of teenage girls? And Paul says, sorry, Don, it's funny. And Don says, sure. It's just a man's name, right? Yeah. Shames those hooligans. Woohoo! Shame, shame, I know your name. <laughs> I got distracted by your cat. My cat's very loudly grooming his foot. Very loudly, right, right near me. He's just like chowing down on that foot. He's so cute. <laughs> Guess what? I think my cats are cute. <laughs> Deal with it. So then it's tonight. Yes, then it's tonight. Dinner with Freddy. 
And they're in like this noisy bar. Mm-hmm. They're drinking, and Roger tells them that you're going to take a six month leave of absence, and the door will be open. Right. You're going to get paid. Full pay. Just dry out and come back. Right. But everything else that they say makes it very clear that they don't expect to ever have Freddie back. Yeah. And I don't know if that's more, uh, he's not actually welcome back, or there's just no chance that you're actually going to be dry at the end of this Mm. point. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) he's saying, Freddie says, it was a snafu, isn't the embarrassment enough? Uh And Roger says, there's a line, and you wet it. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. They point out that Duck Phillips just a he's dry as a bone. Yeah. He doesn't understand. And then they um reminisce about Roger's the good old da- days. Well, the good old days and Roger's dad mm-hmm. specifically, who clearly Freddie was working yeah there at Sterling Cooper yeah when when Roger's dad was still there. So he's been there forever, forever. Which is why it's so hard for him to think about what right would happen next. And he's also reminiscing about the war because Freddie like apparently killed a bunch of people in Germans. Yeah. yeah. So. He's not, you know, he's a he's a full man. <laughs> like, right. he's lived this whole life, and he's got a wife at home, and, and a Kids. 30-year-old daughter, yeah. and others. So, he's not just a joke. Right. And and it's, you know, once again, I love this show, because even a character like Fred, Freddie Rumson is, who pees himself. Right. And is laughed at and made fun of, but is still such a sympathetic character. Yeah. Who's he's so well very rounded. sympathetic. Yeah. And very sweet. I love their... So they're having this whole reminiscing about the war and everything. Mm-hmm. And Roger brings it back and he's like, listen, you'll you'll go to rehab. It'll be fine. He says, my podiatrist <laughs> went. He came back a new man. He only drinks beer now. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that one a lot, too. Yeah. Because I think he also says later that if he sticks to clear liquors, yes, he later. knows where he stands. Yep. And, like, these are all just things that you tell... These are things that college freshmen out here are also yes. telling each other about yes. here's how you really drink. Right. So. Liquor before beer, you're in the clear. Beer before liquor, never sicker. Oh, boy. That's one that I know. And it's 100% accurate. Is it? True. I don't know. I don't know. See, I don't drink enough. I don't drink beer, period. And I don't drink enough yeah. liquor to get sicker. All right, well, let's figure it out. Okay. Let's do a taste test. Uh, that means I have to drink beer. Well, and I don't wanna. You you drink the liquor first, and then the beer will come easily to you. Okay, but that's only then, one half of the experiment. Well, I will drink the, the beer, beer and then get up. But now, the listen. Liquor. There has to. Where where's the control? We we each need to do both sections of okay. it because your different bodies will react All right. differently. If you insist, we'll I do one tonight, <laughs> and then we'll rally, and in the morning, <laughs> in the morning. we'll do another one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. It's going to be fun. It will. Check back, listeners. <laughs> so, Roger and Don are like, you know, we're going to show Freddie one last night on the town. Yeah, they are. And, like, they're already super drunk, and they're going to another location. That's like a, a, a speakeasy. Yeah. And so there's this big bouncer and who asks for the password or whatever. Right. And what's his name? It says, Swordfish. Do we look like cops? And, but he's asking for some name that he yeah. can't remember. And he says, all right, well, I'm Dick Dollars. This is Mike Moneycats. And this is, and Don says, Tilden Cats. Yeah. Is, and, like, laughs. Yeah. Because he's drunk. Yeah. But that's Rachel's husband. New husband. So that Menken bag 
almost certainly put yeah. Rachel on his mind. And now, who knows where his head is. Right. But when he thinks of the money bags, the, the most... <laughs> and it's probably a little anti-Semitic. The right. most... Uh, the name that comes to mind is Killing right. Cats. And then... None of it's good enough. Roger gives him another $20, which I'm sure in 2021 dollars is $1,000. Uh, $1,100. At least. <laughs> at least. And and then they get in the elevator and Roger says, is it Milwaukee? He says, yes, it is. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and I love, I, I love the bouncer. I love anyone who plays that character, yeah. like in The Sopranos or anywhere else, where he's like a big tough guy, but... He's also just like super polite, and right? Once, once he, he's not on the defensive anymore, right? He's just a he's just a dude. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. So it's a casino. Mm-hmm. Freddie points out, isn't that the champ back there? Yeah. So, and and Roger says, uh, not for another couple months, or at least for another couple months. Mm-hmm. And so I looked up because later they say his name is Floyd. Right. So I looked up Floyd. <laughs> Boxing and yeah. of course Floyd Mayweather came up right. and it is not Floyd Mayweather. He's right. not that old. No, and neither is Floyd Mayweather Senior. So that's mm. Floyd Mayweather Junior. That's wow. the very famous one. Floyd Mayweather Senior. Yes. Also was a boxer and a boxing coach, but didn't start until 1970 something. Oh my gosh. Floyd Mayweather Senior wasn't even born until 1952. Well, so it's not him. It's not him. No, it is Floyd Patterson. Mm. And Floyd Patterson. Uh, fought Sonny Liston twice. I think I think it was like 1962, and then again in 63. Okay. As it leading up to the fight, Liston was the major betting line favorite. Though Sports Illustrated predicted Patterson would win. Uh, it also carried a number a number of social implications. Liston's connections with with the mob were well known, and the NAACP was concerned about having to deal with Liston's visibility as world champion, and had encouraged Patterson not to fight Liston. Fearing that a Liston victory would tarnish the civil rights movement. Oh. And Patterson said that JFK also didn't want him to fight Liston. Ooh. Um, so they fought. It's September 25th of 1962, so okay. a, a month later. Yeah. A couple months later. And uh, Patterson loses. Ooh. Spoiler alert. That hasn't happened yet. But that's who they're talking about. Okay. All right. I was curious. Yeah. I wasn't sure how to figure that out. <laughs> So they're reminiscing, and then, like, we see Freddie is off gambling, and Roger and Don are talking to each other, and to the waitress, and she asks them if they're winners, and he says, we're losers tonight, but winners in general. And that's when he tells Don, you know, BBDO hired a colored kid. Mm -hmm. What do you think of that? And Don says, well, I'm not that kid. Mm -hmm. And then the waitress just, like, stands there. Was she the waitress? I couldn't tell if she was a waitress or just a lady. I thought she brought them drinks. I think they already had drinks. She came, mm. she literally comes up and just says, are we winners or are we losers? Oh. And they're like, uh, losers tonight, but winners in real life or whatever. Do you think she's an escort? Maybe, because then they turn back and they're like, are we supposed to buy you a drink or something? Yeah. And she's like, okay. No, and wanders off. All right. So maybe she's, like, looking for business. Right. She's looking for somebody who just made a bunch of winnings. I see. And is going to spend it on her. All right. I'm just a little naive baby. <laughs> so I'm like, she's a waitress, and she just wants to know if they're going to give her a good tip. No. No. Oh, all right. I don't think so. This world is so ugly, Ashley. I know. Roger can tell that Don is in the doghouse. He can know that he's sleeping in a hotel. Yeah. He's like, I notice you're mm-hmm. in early. You have dry cleaning coming in and out of the office. Yeah. So which is it? This hotel? That hotel? Uh-huh. 
and Don's yeah. not really admitting much. And at some point, Roger says, do you want to be right or do you want to be married? Yeah. Yeah. Which is a really sad question. Yeah. But then Don looks back at that gambling table. He sure does. And who's at that table? Well, I didn't notice for the very longest time. Yeah. I thought he was checking out Freddie because Freddie's right. at the table. Yeah. Freddie's there gambling and laughing it mm-hmm. up. And so he looks back to look at why Freddie's laughing yeah. it up. He's having a great time. Yeah. But then there's this guy with his back to Don mm-hmm. who we see his face and that's Mr. Jimmy Barrett. Jimmy Barrett. And Don like starts, catches on fire briefly. Yes. Like yes. his face just becomes a... A volcano that erupts. Yes. But then he smiles. Yes. And he's walking over and he's buttoning his blazer. And Jimmy Barrett turns around and says, if it isn't the man in the gray flannel suit, punch! Punch! Yeah. Ka-punch. Just punched his lights out. Absolutely punched his lights out. A sucker punch. Sucker punch. A full-on sucker punch. What, lack can't say he didn't deserve it. No. He deserved it. And someone says, I'm sure it's not the first time he's been punched in the face. Yes. And he, like, you know... Don surrenders and is like, yeah, I, uh, I know I have to leave now. <laughs> right. I'll get out of here. Don't worry, big bouncer yeah. man. Milwaukee. I got it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then Jimmy hops up, and in classic Jimmy spirit, he goes, yells to the boxer, hey, Floyd, how did I do? <laughs> Which is so great. Yeah. And also, you know, what a coincidence. Uh-huh. <laughs> Both that this heavyweight boxer and Jimmy Barrett are in there. So it's fine. That is fine. I kind of like Jimmy. I think he's fun. I think he's fun. Yeah. He was certainly crass yes. when we first see him and mm-hmm. completely inappropriate. Yeah, he's really mean to that lady. Very mean-spirited. But uh-huh. I like that he calls out Don. Yeah. I like that he tells mm-hmm. Betty what's going on. I like that he's not going to take that shit. Yeah. Uh, and I like that he's a little shit. That he's yeah. like, hey, boy, <laughs> I got my lights punched out. How'd I do? <laughs> you love people stirring up shit. I kind of do. You're a little chaos monster like you always were in your close quarters sets. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, like, imagine if it were, you know, Dean Martin or that other guy, Jim, <laughs> Jimmy Durante. No. Okay. Who's the... Jim... Jerry Lewis. Jerry... Jerry Lewis is a person. Yeah. the comedic personality, Jerry Lewis. Yes. Who is... You know, I'm sure Jimmy Barrett is something based on this, where, yeah, he's, like, wisecracking. Right. But those guys also roasted, like, fearlessly and without regret. Right. And so, I mean, that's just what he's gonna do. He's gonna roast, if he's gonna roast. Mm Mm-hmm. So now they're outside. They're outside in an alley. Yep. They're out back. They're saying their goodbyes. Yeah. Some pe- A cab rolls up and, mm-hmm. and Roger's like, Freddie, it's yours. Yeah. And gives uh, him a cab and a hug. And says, I gotta go and give a Chinaman a music lesson. Want to see how I do it? Unzipping the fly and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Roger. <laughs> so good. Oh, so good. And Freddie, like has a real heart-to-heart with Don. He's like, I'm going to miss you. You're talented. Yeah, it's very sweet. And it's just like, what am I going to do? If I don't go into that office every day, who am I? Yeah. It's a real um, identity crisis. Mm Mm-hmm. That 
Don is relating to. Mm-hmm. And Don tells him, good night, Freddie. And Freddie says, goodbye, Don. Yeah. He, he's, he's being put out to pasture, yeah. and he can feel it. I noted uh, Don has a little feather in his cap. He does have a little feather in his cap. Thought that was kind of cute. Mm-hmm. He called it, I wonder if he called it macaroni. <gasps> Probably. Do you know what that means? Do you know why they say that in that song? Stuck a feather in his cap and called it macaroni? I feel like at some point I read that, but I don't remember, so I would love you to tell me. So back when that song was written, or uh-huh. back in the good old days, mm. macaroni mm. was a term for high fashion. Ooh. So he stuck a feather. Yankee Doodle went yeah. to town riding on a pony. Uh-huh. He stuck a damn feather from a pigeon in his cap. Dumbass. He called him macaroni. What kind of a fool is Yankee Doodle? Right. He's, also, thinking, he's thinking he's haute couture. Where'd this pigeon come from? I don't know. I'm just, ima- <laughs> I'm just imagining the feather that he finds. Like yeah. some nasty-ass crow just feather. A diseased right. feather that he found in a... That he put in his little, Toxic like, waste puddle. ...baseball cap. But it's not a baseball cap because that's not a thing. But you know what I mean. It's very American. Yes. And he yeah. stuck it in his cap, and he's like, mm-hmm. look at how fancy yeah. I am. I'm macaroni. Macaroni, bitches. Exactly. That should take over TikTok soon. Macaroni, Macaroni, bitches. it's the new, you know, on fleek. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a it thousand year olds like, and very white. You, well, did I say yeah. olds? Oh, you did. You're thousand year olds. I'm doing great. We're in a really great space. <laughs> <laughs> so the next morning it's clear that roger and don have it they're in a bar and it is morning how do we know it's morning because it's light outside oh i didn't even notice that it's absolutely light outside okay. well they're in an empty bar i just wrote they're in an empty yeah. bar and Can you see the windows how do you know it's light outside like behind them there are windows oh okay i didn't notice that i'm pretty sure if this is untrue listeners i will rectify it in, and also there'll be a photograph in our Instagram. Post. I'm willing to believe you, 100%. Yeah. Um, I just didn't yeah. notice that. That was the impression I got. Okay. Maybe it's I'm at least credit. like three or four in the morning. It's very much late yes. time. Yes. And they're still drinking. And that's when Roger says, if I stick to clear liquors, vodka or gin, I know where I stand. Yes. And and Don's talking about his punch, and he says it was a real Archibald Whitman maneuver. Mm-hmm. And, and he says that's some drunk I used to know. Mm-hmm. His dad. His dad. Yeah. So Don admits that he's at a at the Roosevelt, and he says like he doesn't feel bad at all. He's mostly just relieved. Mm-hmm. And Roger, like they're asking if he fell in love. And, right, because it's yeah. clearly another woman. It's clearly like Don, you had an affair, and your wife mm-hmm. kicked you out. Yes. And are you in love with this other person? Yeah. And Don says that I'd know what to do. It would be easier. And Roger says, easier? There's some incredible woman, and you know someone's going to end up with her, but it can't be you. And Don says, why not? And Roger says, because we're married. Mm-hmm. And Don's like, it's your life. You don't know how long it's going to be, but it's got a bad ending. Mm-hmm. you got to move forward. Yeah. And so, Roger's like, I already had two heart attacks. <laughs> so what did you think of this conversation? At the time that you right. witnessed it. I thought that it was Don sort of like, hey man, my marriage ends, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, mo- I moved forward once already. Yeah. I, t- I took on a whole new identity and created a whole new life once uh-huh. already. If I got to do it again, I got to do it again. Yeah. I only get this one life. Yeah. I'm not going to 
piss and moan about it. He really makes the best of things in he the does. worst way. He in, in the worst yeah. way. Instead yes. of like repairing things, exactly. he just goes forward. He just burns the bridge and, mm-hmm. and builds a new one. Mm-hmm. And Roger, I thought, was... I mean, I guess and he was in this in this scene, but telling him, like, you can't do that, dude. You're married. Yeah. We've got kids. you got to yeah. be around to see them grow up. Uh-huh. And you're just kind of stuck here. Yeah. But, so you didn't suspect that Roger may have been, like, maybe thinking of himself no. in that situation? Well, y- yes. Like, he could see himself, like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. moving forward, ah. But th- I still assumed that he would yeah. just be like, well... I'm going to have my affairs when I have my affairs, uh-huh. and I'm married, yeah. and that's it. I'm old. Yeah. Now do you see it differently? Yeah. Okay, just make sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I do. Now knowing what comes up, but yeah. in that yeah. moment, All I was right. like, oh, well, yeah. this is clearly what Roger's saying. Right, where he's just like, he's living a different kind of life than right. Don is. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's, I like that, because I knew what was going to happen, mm. <laughs> and... I'm, I like that it wasn't so obvious that right. Roger was talking about himself. Right. Because, you know, flash forward, listener, Roger's talking about himself. Uh-huh. As we're about to find out. Mm-hmm. Well, first we see Don is, like, drinking Alka-Seltzer, and he, uh, Peggy comes in. In blue. She's wearing <gasps> blue. Powerful woman. It's the first blue yeah. I've seen all at. <laughs> or that I took note of. Right. Anyway. That's fine. It's this private meeting with Peggy, and he tells her that... She's essentially taking over everything that Freddie had done. Yeah. Which is a really big step. Yeah, that's huge. She is a senior copywriter now with someone who's been there for a million years as portfolio, or, you know, yeah. clientele. Clients, yeah. But they're both kind of pissed <laughs> because yeah. Don says, I don't like walking in uh, on an ambush from Duck and Pete Campbell. And Peggy's like, I don't know why anyone had to know about that. And Don says, even me. <laughs> right. <laughs> which is... Yeah. She wanted to tell Don. Immediately she wanted to tell That's Don. True. And Pete tells her, don't tell Don anything. I forgot about that. Yeah. When, when, he definitely did. Yeah. When that first all originally goes down in yeah. Freddie's office. She's like, well, we got to tell Don. Yeah. And Pete's like, don't tell Don anything. And Here's that, what we're going to do to take care of this. And that kept Pete in the power position to rat. Yep. Good catch. I didn't yeah. catch that. Yeah. But yeah, it's not Peggy... Because she was a junior copywriter. Like, Pete right. was her superior in that situation. Right. But it almost felt like when Don said, even me, that was a very, like, personal relationship yes. between the two of them. Right. And, and Peggy's like, but I love Freddie. Don says, what's your point? Don't feel bad about being good at your job. Mm-hmm. And Peggy very sincerely says that she wished it hadn't happened that way. And then <laughs> she steps out, takes a deep breath, and then just, like... Sp- Storms, storms into, into Pete's, Pete's office. office, and his secretary is like, uh, 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 uh. and she's like, "Bitch, yeah, we're not. I'm a senior copywriter now. Get exactly. out of my way." And Pete is like, "Why do you feel bad for him?" Uh, and she says, "If it wasn't for him, I'd still be a secretary." And Pete says, "If it wasn't for me, you'd still be a junior copywriter." Right. And so great, Pete has right thinks that he has something on Peggy now. Right. He's like, like, "We're gonna get raises. You're mm-hmm. probably gonna get a bigger office." Yeah. We need to congratulate each other. Yeah. Because Pete is a little twerp yep. and a worm who only cares. What does he call the ketchup boy? What did you, you call him? A cupy uh, doll? A squeechy squeamy boy? A squeechy squeamy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a squeechy squeamy boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank That's what he is. Trademark Anita Britt. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Bonita. Thanks, Bonita. 
So then we see the duck is in a meeting with Peggy and Paul and Sal. Is that about Samsonite? Um, Does it matter what it's about? I, th- I think I think it's a different yeah. client. Okay, it's a different client, but they're yeah. they're having some mm-hmm. conference room meeting. Yeah. And Duck actually turns to Peggy and says, "You know, how do how do you feel about that?" Right. And it's like people have frequently turned to Peggy for her opinion in these meetings. Yeah. Like she gets her opinion asked all the time, but it's always as a young person or as a woman. As a woman, right? And she's always like a little surprised by it, but then plays her role. Right. But this time, it's actually as the senior copywriter in the room, right. which is like, hell yeah, Peggy. Mm-hmm. Get I'm, it, girl. Get it, girl. Trumpet, trumpet. Burp, 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 burp. <laughs> I figured she deserved one. She does. Because she didn't manipulate anyone. There's people manipulating people in this yeah. episode. You've got Pete manipulating the situation in his favor to get Freddie Rumson out of the office. Right. You got Peggy. No. Yeah. <laughs> Betty manipulating uh, Sarah Beth. Sarah Beth and Arthur. I'm sure there are other manipulations, mm-hmm. but I, I don't have time to go into no, all of them. There's so many. Yeah. But then the last scene. Ooh, boy. Tell me, tell me your experience of this last scene, because it's so much. Oh my. So much scene. So Don is lying down uh, on the couch again. Here we have another person lying down yeah. on the couch. We've had Freddie, mm-hmm. Betty, and now Don. And Joan. And Joan. And Damn. Joan, all lying on the couch. Mm-hmm. In huh. this app. That's a really so, interesting catch. Thank right. You. So he's lying on the couch. And you hear somebody mm-hmm. saying, "No, no, you can't go in there." You hear Jane yeah. saying, "Oh, he's not—he's he, not ready for you." And uh-huh. Mona just yeah. barges in, just like Peggy did with Pete. Yeah, it was like, "Fuck you, secretary!" <laughs> right, barges in, and she's pissed. Yeah, and she says something like, "How could you?" or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And she says, "He's leaving me for a secretary. He's in love, and you said it was great." <laughs> and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" <laughs> Yeah. So, was this, like, a big, exciting moment? Yes! Yeah. I was okay. very surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Don is like, that's not what I meant. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you said if you only have one life and move forward. <laughs> Did you know who she was talking about? I thought it was Joan. Oh, Because yeah. she says, you're leaving me for a sec. He's leaving me for a secretary. Mm-hmm. He's in love. Yeah. And we had just had Joan. Mm-hmm. On his couch and saying, one day you're going to lose somebody that you love and it's going to hurt. And he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. So I was like, oh, obviously it's Joan. Yeah. And she walks out of the office and she's like, 25 years of marriage down the drain. Mm -hmm. And Roger's like, you know, Mona, please settle down. Mm -hmm. And she says, don't make me make a scene. Yeah. Which, strumpet, trumpet, Mona. Get it, Mona. Mona's pretty great. Great. And Jane is sitting at the desk kind of crying and Roger just touches her shoulder. Yeah, and that's when you knew. <gasps> it's Jane. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah. What do you think of that? Well, and then Don says to Roger, yeah. I want her off my desk. End of episode. End of episode. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> Roger and Jane. Roger and Jane. Woof. That's amazing that yeah. they didn't show any of that. Mm-hmm. But the last we saw of them was her manipulating him. Mm-hmm. To get rehired. Yes. Now all of a sudden he's in love with her and leaving his wife? Yeah. That's crazy. It's kind of beautiful, though. Because that's how secret affairs happen. Is that no one, you know, a a quality run affair is uh, a secret until it's not anymore. Yeah. 
And, but there were so many clues that like... Tell me these clues. I, I mean, not that you should have picked up on them, okay. but like knowing that they're going to have this storyline. I mean, I knew that once she started, uh, once she went into his office and manipulated him in that way, and mm-hmm. he, she finally told him where she lives and whatever, I was like, okay, yeah. they're going to be fucking. There you go. But I, I mean, was like, well, that's all it's going to be. They're going to be yeah. fucking. It isn't going to be that he's in yeah. love with her. I think that, yes, like, definitely they had that chemistry that you can tell Roger has had with many women over right. his life. Right. I would venture to say that Joan... I mean, clearly Joan and Roger still really connect with each other. Is Bloom... <laughs> Bloom is um, getting my toes now. <laughs> He's a naughty boy and very pointy. Very cute. Joan and Roger are still clearly very, like, connected. Yes. And Joan is now embarking on her own, like, she's engaged right. and moving on. Right. And... You've got Don, Roger has this conversation. Roger has this conversation with Don about like so, an incredible woman. You know, someone else is going to end up with yeah. her, but it can't be you. And it's almost like he made this mistake once before. Right. He waited too long, and he didn't hook Joan when he could. Right. And now he's not going to do it again. Right. If he feels, you know, youthful. Mm-hmm. He's not going to let her go. Yeah, he's not going to let her go. Yeah. He he's got this one life to live. I'll point out, I mean, if the whole episode of The New Girl clearly makes Joan and Jane, like, Mm -hmm. Jane is just a newer version of Joan. Right. Their names are almost the same. Right. They're both, you know, sexy, long-legged secretaries. Right. Who are, you know, showing off their décolletage. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it's not, I, I just, I love any show that can drop little breadcrumbs. Yeah. And not give it away. Yeah. Just like with Peggy getting, I was just about to you know, say, just like baby the pregnancy. Before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now he's on my feet. <laughs> You're neglected, you poor, poor animal. Poor kitty. So yeah, that is that's the ep- the episode that we watched. It's a doozy. It's this one. <laughs> this one is the episode that mm-hmm. we watched. That's true. Yeah, that is true. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. How would very much on on a percentage from like on a doozy percentage? Uh, yeah, I like. I don't think we need to do the Heidi Sherrick okay. metric. Sure, sure, sure. But a doozy percentage, a doozy percentage. I think is useful. Um, I'm gonna say parts of it were minimally doozy, mm-hmm. and parts of it were maximally doozy. Yeah. So I'm gonna call it a solid eighty three percent doozy. Okay. On the doozy scale. <laughs> <laughs> All right, respectable dooziness. Yeah, it's a respectable yeah. amount of dooziness. Uh-huh. As for a rating. Yes, which is different. I'm going to give it, it is different. Uh-huh. I'm going to give it nine and a half Ooh. out of ten. Yeah. Let's see. Nine and a half out of ten. Random bowls of boiling water in the freezer. Uh-huh. Nine, Ran- and, a half ten, nine and a half random bowls. Uh-huh. <laughs> random bowls of water in the freezer. Okie dokie. <laughs> All right, so that just leaves Yaggedy Sacks, Ashley Fred Dix. <laughs> okay, predictions for season two, episode 10. And we're, we're coming in to the yeah. end of season two. We really are. Already. We're like in the home stretch That's here. That's amazing. Shit's happening. Ooh, ooh. 
boy. Who boy? Um, okay. Betty mm-hmm. is just going to start shit starting all <laughs> over town. Uh-huh. She's going to like, some of it is going to be manipulative like that, like pairing mm-hmm. people together. Mm-hmm. And some of it is going to be real like uh, little rascal stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like putting a banana in a tailpipe <gasps> kind Ooh. of situation. Yeah. She's going to just further her downward spiral. Mm-hmm. Don still isn't back home yet. Okay. Yeah. Carla is doing more and more work mm-hmm. around the house. Yeah. She's just kind of taking over. And mm-hmm. because she's there so often yeah. now, some of her family has started <gasps> to move in. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, some of Carla's family. Mm-hmm. Um, because because Betty is still just up yeah. to hijinks. Okay. And wearing more and more house coats with mm-hmm. really fancy shoes. <laughs> Perfect. Don has kicked Jane off of mm-hmm. off of the desk working for him. And so there's okay. a new a new rando secretary. Okay. Um who just can't get it right. Mm. She's going to be a little bumbling. A little bumbling. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. And he's still living in the hotel and he is pissed at mm-hmm. Roger. Yeah. Oh, Roger, what have you done? Mhm. Um and more and more People uh-huh. are just gonna start barging into offices. <laughs> yeah. So somebody's gonna barge in to Harry's office. Mm-hmm. Uh, some woman who's pissed about something. Okay. Like, where's my Danish, <laughs> Harry? Uh huh. And so there's gonna be a lot of that. Yeah, I can't wait to find out where the Danish is. I I know. Peggy now with this new responsibility. Uh huh. Is feeling even more of her bad boss bitch self mm. and starts wearing pants <gasps> to the office. She's no longer wearing Ooh. dresses. She's wearing pants. I like that term. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's owning it. She's uh-huh. like, fuck it. I'm going to be Freddie Rumson. <laughs> I'm going to be me some Freddie Rumson. <laughs> Who else we got? Well, there's oh, Roger. Roger. Yeah. So we see Roger and Jane. Mm-hmm. And she is like, oh, fuck, what have I done? Yeah. Because I just wanted to sleep with you because you're the boss. Mm-hmm. And because sleeping with people is fun. <laughs> but I'm not actually in love with you. Uh-huh. And also, I'm only, what, like 20? Yeah. She's real young. She doesn't need a mother. She does not need a mother. And so she's real freaked out by the fact that he had just left his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to try and, like, fix things. She wants to mm-hmm. fix it. So she goes and talks to Mona. Okay. And Mona, instead of being angry with Jane, she recognizes that she's young. Mm-hmm. She needs some support and guidance, so she adopts mm-hmm. her. <gasps> and now she, she did says, "Need a mommy." Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And now she says, "Ha ha, Roger, you can't be with her because uh-huh. now she's our daughter. Because <laughs> they aren't divorced yet. Uh huh. The but, adoption yeah. paperwork has gone through faster than yeah. the divorce paperwork. So now yeah. Roger and Jane can't be together because it yeah. is his adopted daughter. You could." Definitely have make someone adopt someone else without their consent yeah. in 1962. But no, she's yeah. she's consenting to it because she's like clearly no, I. I mean Roger. Oh right 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 right. Yeah. Well you know Mona's been with Roger so long at this uh-huh. point she can forge his signature no problem. That's true. And she has no qualms. She absolutely qualms can forge it. zero. <laughs> she is purely qualm free. Qualm free is the way to be. <laughs> so yeah, that's what's gonna happen. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Um, now, I believe you had something in the works for Sarah Beth and Arthur. <gasps> right, 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 right. Okay, so Sarah Beth and Arthur, the next time we see them, uh-huh. they are in Lerv. Okay. But they can only deal with it yeah. at the stables. Okay. So they're still going horseback riding, but now they're sharing a horse. Ooh. Yeah. She's, she's riding side saddle. Uh-huh. And he's riding regular, whatever mm-hmm. that's called, crotch saddle. That's the correct <laughs> uh, equine term. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Yeah, and so they're they're in love, but, you know, married, fiancéed, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. they only deal with it at the stables. And Betty mm-hmm. looks on yes. and cackles. <laughs> she has an evil uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Laugh that happens. Wow. Yeah. That yeah. sounds demonic coming from such a tiny thing. She she's getting there. Mm-hmm. She's getting a little demonic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. All right, do you have a lingo? Okay, lingo. Yes. For season two, episode ten. Now listen, everybody's gonna be hyped up. Yeah. There's gonna be a lot of drama. Just... So somebody's gonna say, Yeah. You need to mellow out, man. <gasps> You need to mellow out, man. Mellow out. They call me Mellow Yellow. They do. All right. I can't wait to see the episode of Mad Men when all of those things happen. (laughs) You picked up on on something that I had pointed out a while back, how Don's carousel of secretaries Mm. is an ongoing thing. Yes. So once again, this is a secretary who is very important to the storyline and doesn't last very long. Yes. So yeah, I can't wait. Because I don't remember who the next one is. She's going to be a mess. She's not going to hey, last. Or he. Or. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> JK. <laughs> oh, JK Rowling. Well. We did it. We did it. Thank you, Ashley. Thanks, Kate. It's always a pleasure to have you here. Always. And laugh in your face. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, listeners. Thank you, dear listeners. Dear listeners. Thank you. If you find any oopsie daisies, let yeah. us know. Yeah, Sure. I'm um, on all the socials constantly. Constantly, You're really good at it. I've been really into putting in, like, different stuff lately, uh-huh. and I think it's something special. Uh-huh. Your last Photoshop was <laughs> a work of art. Muy caliente. She's referring to the uh, Night to Remember one. Yes. The yes. six-month leave one, we don't know what, we don't know what it, is it will yet. be, but I can't wait to find out. <laughs> I'm very excited. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, everybody. As we say at the end of every episode, Merry Mad Men to all, and to all a good night. Thank you for listening to Mad Women. Mad Women is engineered by Ashley Davis, music by Kate E. Britt, and graphics by Dylan Anderson. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RadMadWomen. Production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.